0: You're listening to A Walk in the Black Forest, The Goodies Podcast. This episode was recorded on May 2nd, 2020. Tonight we'll be discussing Radio Goodies. With us, though, is uh, Todd,
1: Jim, Paul and Fiona. And tonight, Fiona is going to talk us through
0: one of the seminal Goodies episodes. It's one of our all time favourites. So let's settle in and have a chat about Radio Goodies.
2: It was called Radio Goodies because it's about pirate radio, which was a big issue in the UK in the 1960s and early 70s. We being poor Aussies don't really appreciate, or we didn't when we were young, appreciate what an important issue it was. During the 1960s, the government and the BBC decided that rock music and popular music was not suitable to be played on public radio, so they limited severely the amount of time that popular music was played, and it was limited to something like an hour a week, so people started pirate radio stations. The most famous being Radio Caroline, which started. Can, can I in- just
1: jump in there, Fiona, and ask what is a pirate radio? Is that like a broadcast on a illegal bandwidth or something? How do you do pirate radio?
2: Pirate radio is radio that is not approved by the government, not regulated by the government which is not subject to any of the taxes and fees and royalties that is ah. um, usual for a radio station record companies started getting annoyed annoyed with it because they weren't being paid the royalties yeah for the music ah. that the pirate radios played
1: How do they get around it how do they broadcast and not be caught
2: the people who started radio Caroline which was the first pirate radio in britain and the most biggest and most popular they worked out that they would be free from any of the government regulations if they broadcast beyond the five mile limit from england
0: was that the 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 group that inspired that movie um the boat that rocked
2: yes it is todd it was it was the inspiration for the boat that rocked although people who worked on Radio Caroline said that the movie was nothing like it really was they said it wasn't a big booze up like it was on Radio Caroline they didn't have girlies and groupies there because it was too much work and they had to be careful they couldn't have too many drinks because they just fall overboard and drown they were work out there working but lots of DJs got a big start on pirate radio
1: I was going to say, um, I wonder if any of those pirate radio stations actually then became legitimate stations because they would have had such a big fan base.
2: I don't know. But I you said some know.
1: DJs did get their start there, so it's yeah, quite possible. Yeah. Mm.
2: Um, yeah, Kenny um, Everett I comes can't... to mind. Yes, Kenny ah. Everett, um, Your I can't Kenny, think Kenny Everett, started
0: on pirate radio. He's obviously pirate. And then a pirate. he went to the BBC.
2: <laughs> Kenny's a pirate. So what's the, um, yeah. what was the
1: BBC's um, position on all this?
2: Well, the BBC initially was very anti-pirate radio, but in the end they went, well, hold on, this is a whole market we're missing.
0: So hence the, the goodies are taking a pretty big swipe at the BBC then, obviously, with yes, radio this goodies.
2: Epi- this episode is hugely political because it was pirate radio didn't disappear when Radio 1 started. They just played different music they played alternate music that's where you it would have influenced triple J or double J um, more
1: so this is like the underground scene it, mm. it became illegal so what pirate radio became legal
2: eventually it did the government and the BBC before they gave in were determined to stop it so radio. one thing
1: I, I noticed about the goodies uh, from one of the articles I think maybe you pointed out to me is that they um, they would take two completely unrelated subjects and then mash them together. So they took pirate radio and the post office. Is that mm. how they worked this episode?
2: Well, this episode starts with the boys wanting to start a radio station, and they sought the legal permissions to do so. But the post was so slow... They missed out on all the deadlines and were unable to start a radio station.
1: But at the same time, they wanted to get back at the post office and say, well, we'll also start our own post office.
2: That's right. That's right. So they did, and they tried to combine them both. The, The episode went on, and needless to say, being goodies, it wasn't overly successful, but it was made for a great episode of TV.
0: Yeah, they had a bit of a swipe at the uh, the GPO, too. Um, uh, just after they sing the, the Radio Goodies theme, Graham goes boom, then Bill goes GPO. That's it. That's right.
2: <laughs> right, they do, don't mm-hmm. they? Now, um, I think that,
1: that Radio Goodies um, theme, I was out today um, out of isolation and uh, took my son over to see a friend the first time in i don't know how many weeks and i was speaking to the parents about this podcast and i said radio goodies and without missing a beat they said boom so oh, that's good. obviously oh part... very good it's part, of our, it's part of our dna i think if you ask any 50 something year old person in australia you sing them radio goodies they will usually say boom, boom. at the end of it
0: because Everybody it was. remembers it. We and do. That's definitely one of the things I remember from that episode was Graham Garden and his boom. When I boom. watched the episode today, just to refresh for
1: this, um, the, the, um, the letterboxes running around the streets chasing people for their mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd forgotten that, but it was as funny now as it was back when I was a kid watching oh. letterboxes running and, around. And actually <laughs> stole some of
3: the GPO's letters. Yeah, <laughs> you remember the post office having a siggy, and he turned his yeah. back, and
1: they pitched the mail.
2: They send the mail back to the saucy gibbon, and, um, and the saucy
1: then, gibbon uh, explain it, the saucy gibbon to us, Fiona. Right. The,
2: <laughs> well, Graham, in in deciding to set up a pirate radio station, they also had to make it undetectable, so they set it up in a little boat, and it's called the saucy gibbon because all boats should have proper names. And then the boat, the pirate radio and the pirate post office are down underneath in a submarine. So it's all mm. given like an iceberg.
0: The iceberg and principle. The seven eighths below just... the water, one eighth above the water.
1: But it kind of gave the impression they were out at sea and if they climbed down this tube that was in the middle of this boat, they would be in this under underwater subterranean
2: lair. Massive underwater subterranean lair. It was huge, yeah. Yeah, um, Graham but
1: built by himself somehow in a week off the off
2: the Essex, <laughs> off the Essex coast, coast. <laughs> <laughs> the bit um the bit about the saucy gibbon i love is when they send the letters back to the saucy gibbon for processing and they're sitting on top at the little boat part of it on the surface of the water and they've got to shoot the letters down because,
0: because they're, they're on balloons across right?
2: balloons Every time they fire the shotgun, they fall out of the boat. <laughs> but the you don't see them. Yeah. You don't see them yeah. completely sinking because they're only in about six inches of water. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they send the, the mail via balloon to the boat that was then shot down and processed and then sent back by uh, um, in a bottle.
0: Bottles, bottles. And they tried mm-hmm. to send a parcel with a carrier pigeon and just yeah, that right. fell to the ground.
1: Which it's great visual comedy not a word to say just watch them tie this package to a pigeon and throw it in the air
0: which
2: which is one of the goodies themes this is one of their early episodes and they they do the same things in episodes throughout the whole series they also do stereotypes frequently and recurrently and in this episode in radio goodies it's graham going off the deep end and taking on a military kind of dictator role Nazi yeah, persona, very Nazi yeah. Nazi, yeah. Black uniform, yeah, yeah, oh, with, with a pirate SS, patch. In an SS kind of uh, uniform, and Graham himself, going the character Graham going nutso and uh, as the big dictator, that happens again and again. Hmm. And Bill and Tim having to gang up against Graham to stop Graham doing whatever Graham wanted to do.
0: Yeah, he wanted to be childish
2: teasing,
3: you know, you're a megalomaniac, yes. you're a megalomaniac. <laughs> Which
1: as yeah. kids we thought was hilarious, even though we didn't know what a megalomaniac was.
0: They, they would just drop names like Malcolm Muggeridge and hmm. all these other people. I, I had no idea who they were, and you have to go and look them up to find out who they were. Hmm.
2: Yeah. But Malcolm but, Muggeridge to the British viewing audience would have been funny. Yeah. Mm. It's just we were five and six-year-old Aussie kids who had no idea.
0: Yeah, so, I, had I guess, miles away. When they were doing the show, though, they, they probably didn't think it would be popular outside of Britain anyway. No. Mm. Or for so long. But, I mean, yeah. they're the
3: type of people who do need to get a life, so I was glad that they the goodies gave them the treatment.
2: Mm. Mary Whitehouse liked the goodies and At thought first. they were nice boys... Until they did the Saturday night grease episode and Tim was wearing the under the carrot on yes. it.
3: There's a couple of um, really subtle references and one I only saw just rewatching it this afternoon. The saucy gibbon, there's some writing on the
1: back of it. And
3: I It
2: says not a pirate radio station. And I never noticed that before. <laughs>
1: So all these things about pirate radio stations, there's no way we would have understood that. So we just accepted there was there was such a thing as a pirate radio. We knew what pirates were, and we knew what radio was, and that was good enough.
0: Well, it was television. Was... Everything's true on television.
2: Graham yeah. was walking around with an eye patch on, so he was clearly a pirate. He was a pirate. It makes but, perfect sense to all of us, really. But
1: yeah, it's, it was still funny enough to watch, even without knowing the political background or anything else. there was still there's yeah. so much visual humour in it.
3: Yeah. But it, um, even the absurdity when they um, paddled the kayaks out to their little boat, the saucy Gibbon. Yeah. Watch it again. They push the kayaks away. Yeah, they yeah. do. So I don't remember them as up. a
0: kid thinking, "How do they get back to shore?" I always yeah. wondered that. Yeah. I've been to yeah. the Essex coast. Like I stood on the on the, um, the pier, the Pleasure Pier there. That's the longest Pleasure Pier in the world. It's like two kilometres oh. long. And it's not as calm as that, the Essex coast. It's very, very rough. Really? Yeah, pleasure a, Pier? Yeah, yeah, it's the longest Pleasure Pier in the world, in uh, Brighton, in Essex. What is a Pleasure Pier? It's just like a, a pier where people go. There's a restaurant at the end of it, a, a pub. And have fun. Yeah, and they've got yeah. a train that goes for two kilometres out to the end of the pier. Whoa.
1: Like Graham's um, bus route yeah. that goes outside oh. <laughs> the entire Great Britain. How Absolutely. do they get to the bus stop? By bus. By bus, of course. I did think watching it today, I thought, wow, you know, just the the physicality that they're, they're all bringing, they they must be pretty young to yeah, do these so, leaps and bounds.
2: Yeah, so they're 27, 28 when they're filming that. They were young men then, and... Um, you can see that in there, in the physicality of the job of them, run, even just Bill and Tim running up and down the street. It takes, you know, to film that. Even it, yeah, it, it would have taken energy. It would have taken agility to get up and down and in and out and running around in the post boxes. Mm-hmm. Well, and Paul, yes. you
1: saw them live, um, and they talked about those episodes and things. Did they talk about this episode at all? I don't recall them talking about this one specifically. What about um, the agility they must have had to have done all these stunts and activities?
3: I think there was a little bit of like they were missing their youth, but I don't remember it being a very big uh, topic of discussion. I think the one thing I do remember is that uh, back in the early series, they'd have like part one, a couple of ads, and then Ooh. part two. Yeah. And you're thinking from a production point of view, geez,
1: that's a hell of a lot of work that they were doing. Plastic spacemen ad in this episode. I I found a cornflake. I know. See, I remember quoting this show as a kid. Yeah. And that was one of the quotes.
0: But, yeah, what a a bizarre thing to find (laughs) in a a packet of Plastic spacemen A cornflake.
2: (laughs) I found a cornflake. Do cereals still do that? Put plastic toys in as a promotion?
3: I thought you were about to say, do they still put cornflakes in there? <laughs> uh,
2: no, I do, I know that because our dog has cornflakes for breakfast. Do you um, remember but... the original
3: reason why they made cornflakes? It's, it's also what they believed it would stop people from doing.
1: Oh, masturbating, obviously. There mm-hmm. we go.
3: So that's not a problem with your dog?
2: Well, not a in front of me. <laughs> Not in front of me.
0: Um... Yeah, I, I wasn't aware of the Cornflake situation.
2: Although she does love uh, Todd, so who knows what happens after that.
0: <laughs> it was interesting to hear Tim sing Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Yes. Tiny Tim I... reference. A tiny oh, Tim yeah. reference. Because ah. he, he said, I am, this is your sexy DJ, Tiny Tim. Um, and then hmm. he sings Tiptoe Through the Tulips. And then... Just recently, we saw obviously Tim Brooke Taylor's passing, and they played that that clip where he did that Smith song, "Girlfriend in a Coma," to the tune of "Tiptoe Through the Tulips." So that was a right. interesting little tidbit, Well, maybe not so interesting, but no, it is. I, well, I it can it see, good. I can see that throwback. <laughs> it's, it's a tidbit. It's um, a tidbit. What? what?
1: And of course, they only had one record at this radio station. Yes,
0: yes, very, very. Um, Topical for our podcast It was on high rotation, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: Fiona. Oh, they only had one record and it was Now it's time for a walk in the black forest and oh, it was action- said that again <laughs> now the, it's time-
3: oh, you just, well, the voice does it brilliantly
2: well, I tried to be a DJ and now it's time for a walk in the black forest because it was an easy listening hit and it sounds more like an
1: after-hours kind of voice.
2: Oh, really? It is. Yeah. Now oh, it's time God. for
1: a walk in the Black Forest. It's very breathy.
2: Oh, okay.
1: I'll tr- <coughs> and
2: now we're in the Black Forest. I'll, do the, not, I'll do, never do that again. It was number one West Easy Listening chart. It even made it onto the Billboard Hottest 100.
3: Oh, serious? It, was,
2: it charted in the UK as well. It was released oh, it... in 1965. <laughs> its composer was... Horst Yankovsky. I
0: feel very can... fortunate that we don't know what was second on the billboard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you think we can get Horst to be on this on this podcast? I think we should no, try
2: I think him he... up. We still oh, need to make in...
0: sure he's with us. Or maybe his well, kids. He died
2: in 1998.
0: 98, Damn. so we should be sweet with the royalties then. No, well, 50 years. Oh, shit.
2: 50 years? Well, it came out in 1965, so we should be right with the royalties.
1: No, but from the the death of the composer... 50
2: years from the death of the composer in australia oh. 50 years
3: what? todd oh, we they... did say that we were recording this in may the 2nd 2050 no yes we
1: we were
0: yeah. yeah that's right
3: that's right yeah yeah so there's no problems yeah. there the, the letter, letter stamp
0: out. letter stamp in particular was absurd but it, was good. <laughs> it still made
1: sense you know Why no. want to make the stamp huge and that's part of the letter
2: the letter stamp is not absurd. You think of back in the days when everybody wrote letters, you could have the airmail letters which you folded up and stuck together. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That was
2: all prepaid. A letter stamp is just a prepaid letter. You can get prepaid postcards.
0: But What I'm thinking is for every letter you post, you get a free letter stamp. What we'll cost them <laughs> They're not going to make much money, are they? <laughs> they're,
2: they're not. They're not they're Maybe not, that's why um, they that
0: could only afford one record.
2: They're not financial whiz kids. <laughs> oh, no, but then they
1: did end up coming financial trumps because the GPO decided to take their ideas mm. and said, we're going to use his ideas, thanks very much, and here's a um, a big check at the mm. end of the episode.
2: What I also thought was interesting was Graham would not get let Tim and Bill get anyone to help with the post office, yet mm. he hired people to dig underneath Britain to make it come loose of its mooring so it could but be towed out. Did he do out. that? Yes, because yeah, he did the say that. finishes with them um he only with that statue that. of
1: proposed. Littes- See, I assumed but- the GPO took that idea as well and they did that because he'd, he'd already like come to his senses and said, I'm sorry, boys, oh. and everything else. I and yet they were being that, towed that, out.
0: Yeah, I thought Graham had only of ever proposed that as a uh, another step that they could take
2: so you mm. think that the GPO or the government did that to get rid yes. of the goodies? I hadn't thought of it that way.
0: Not to get rid of the goodies, but to, like,
1: realise their plan of towing Great Britain out to...
2: <laughs> Down to the wherever.
3: <laughs> what, what was the other ad? Uh, Goody Slim. Slim. Where oh, that's where Tim jarred. pushes in and his butt his... comes out. yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: I'm pretty sure that's where Kim Kardashian got her ideas from.
0: <laughs> I've yes. seen her do that. I'm sure. Yes. It's like a jumping castle. <laughs> oh. Did Tim balance a glass of wine on his butt too?
2: <laughs> he no, broke the internet like,
0: before they even it, formed it.
2: <laughs> in real life, like most men well, like many men, he has no ass. Yeah, I'm wearing no.
1: assless chaps right now.
2: I'm I'm pleased. I assume we all are. When you actually look at the parallel that
3: they use for, like, hubris, like arrogance that's so full on that you know it's all going to fall apart, the hubris reference was very clear Nazi kind of Hitler reference. Yeah. So when things started to fall apart, just like things fell apart in Germany, he started to blame the German people. That was Hitler. Now, Graham's character started to blame, like, you know, Bill and Tim. Bill and Tim, And I noticed that parallel straight away. And then when you're thinking about when things started to come crashing down, just like in World War II, there wasn't enough people and resources to meet all their ambitions, and that's when mm-hmm. it started to all fall apart. And that's exactly like Germany in World War II as well. They are so stuck in an idea. They just did not work out a way to resource it and support it. Their hubris undid them. And mm-hmm. I was just watching that seeing one parallel after another, and I can imagine in 1970, it's only like 25 years after the war had finished, these mm-hmm. people are, you know, the kids of, like, they are probably born during the war years or probably shortly after. So they would have it's- probably grown up during post-war rationing. They would have known the stories. That reference would have made a lot of sense to them. Yeah,
0: they definitely would have known the stories, yeah. Mm. It's also and
2: the Black teaching- Forest
1: is in Germany.
2: Mm. 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 It's also teaching <laughs> that kind of um, allegory is also teaching the next generation, which would have been the boomers, Um what it was what it was like
0: yeah once again him. very very political um yeah statements being made and the undertones of this whole episode are, are, are very much nazi germany isn't it yeah.
2: yeah which again i'm wondering because it was the last episode of the series it is so political it is so topical i'm wondering if the goodies went Let's go for broke and say everything we want to say because we don't know. if We're, if going we're getting to get a second season. back
3: yeah. I even saw the like the Nazi references when people were gathered around their lounge room over the settee and they're listening to a radio. Yeah. Yes. That, that that's how the messages got out. You see that footage yes. all the time. You know the propaganda. Mm. And I feel like I was just seeing one reference after another. Mm. And they weren't
2: modern radios either. They were 1940s radios. I, ex- yeah.
1: Exactly. But
2: yeah, why Nazi?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what—that's where Churchill it, came through.
2: Yeah, but it's—it's a, it's a
3: symbol of like hubris, where you let your ideas run away with you so badly that uh, you don't have the resources or the people to support it,
1: mm. and yeah, everything
3: comes crashing down.
1: You really think the goodies were going this deep? I think they're making that...
3: some references to it because it was probably the the best known reference that everybody knew at the time. Remember, Britain wasn't war with Germany. People would have talked about an everyday conversation.
2: Only a couple of years after this, um, John Cleese was making Faulty Towers and he did the Don't Mention the War episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very was, good point. Don't
2: mention the war. Don't mention the war.
3: I think yes. I got away with it. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, hmm, interesting, Paul
1: at the time of recording, we don't even know if uh, Kim Jong-un is alive or Weekend at Bernie's. It's all very up in the
0: air.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, wasn't that Weekend at Bernie's one great?
2: Wouldn't, oh, the There's another of, podcast. The Weekend of Bernie's, Kim Jong-un. Did you see the... Oh, yeah. yes.
0: <laughs> it's <loved> Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, it's gold. Even uh, Nicole shared that one. She was, oh. she was so <laughs> impressed with it.
1: I
3: think I saw
0: that one and
3: it said uh, there's now proof that Donald Trump is smarter than Kim Jong-un Really? Because he's dead
2: (laughs) 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 Yes, well I I still don't know about that Do you know how they got their name?
0: No Do tell I generally do not know how they got their uh, name Same here
2: they they um, wanted to be a trio of like superheroes but they knew they wanted to do a parody on superheroes so they knew they wouldn't have the budget on the BBC so they were coming up with names like Super Chaps 3 thank hmm. goodness they came up with the goodies and that's why they do anything at any time because superheroes can and will it's all a parody of the superhero genre. Hmm. And um, I think they did it very well. And yeah. they chose the goodies live at Cricklewood. That's where Goodies Central is. And that's just convenient because that's where Tim and Graham
0: lived. So what, what do we take out of this episode? What, what do we think? I, I
3: think, think this was the early days of comic geniuses just before they really hit their straps you could see some really good signs that these guys are just about to hit hit their zenith, and that was the last episode they left us with the series. it was just like, you know, wait till the next series, wait till the next series, because mm. we're getting better, we're getting bolder, we're getting cheekier.
2: The radio goodies episode shows that they're not scared to have a dig at authority. They're not scared yeah. to have a dig at their employers. Oh, absolutely! The they they
0: really gave it they to everyone in that not episode, scared didn't they? they. Oh, I loved it when that when the postman arrived to deliver the mail. He goes in accordance <laughs> with with post procedures. Protocol. So we will mm. will will knock twice. twice. The postman always knocks twice. Yes, very loudly. Rings and twice. Then run away before he can answer the door.
1: Was that a um, cameo?
0: Oh, I you look Be- familiar. I don't know who he was.
1: Yeah, it seems th- significant, Mister. You know, I think Man. this is one for our listeners out there. So all our listeners can write in and tell us who was
0: the postman in the episode of the goodies so if if someone does want to write in they can they can send an email to goodiespod at gmail.com or they can go to our facebook page at goodiespod or search for a walk in the black forest the goodies podcast leave us a message via facebook messenger or whatsapp and we'll get it and hopefully we'll uh, know the answer to that well
2: thank you to all our fans
0: Mm. How, how many fans have we got at the moment, Paul? Uh, good question, but it's in three figures now. Yeah, I saw that. We're actually we're getting quite a few likes on the uh, on the post. A lot mm. of it's coming from the goodies uh, Facebook page, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where we um, shamelessly <laughs> promoted it. Would that be because of up. our
1: guest stars that we have?
0: Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely. I think I think Mike and um, Barnaby have been you know, sharing it. So yeah, we thank oh, they've them very been much very for that.
3: good to us to us, and uh,
2: hmm.
0: it's it's
3: I'll say it again, I appreciate uh, getting to speak to them and know them.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun actually. We um kind of pretty lucky to get those guys on the show. So yeah, we'll hopefully our, our aim is to actually get one of the remaining goodies on the show. I think that'll be <sighs> something to aim Ooh. for we would like to thank all of our listeners for joining us tonight on our very first regular episode of a walk in the black forest the goodies podcast we will be hopefully recording again next week we're not sure what episode we'll be doing yet but uh, we'll, we'll come up with that we'll, we'll, we'll drop it up on the facebook page and hopefully some of you guys can send us an email and um give us some uh, some information some uh, thoughts some memories of the goodies and uh, we'll be happy to give you a shout-out on the page. Uh, if you want to send us an email, goodiespod at gmail.com or on Facebook at goodiespod.
1: So it's good night
0: from James. Good night from Fiona.
3: Good night from good night from. And good night from Paul.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a professional outfit. <laughs>